You know, it's so good to be with you. Uh, Paul sends his love as well. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about the year ahead. And it's going to be a good one. So I really want to encourage you to raise your expectation levels. Um, I've just got a couple of words uh, that I just want to just quickly give. Um, wow, is it 10 past already? Okay. Um, Sol had a, had a picture of you. And uh, you're, you've got a big cloak on. Anybody here like the cloak? The mantle. And uh, I actually saw it open. And inside it, I saw a whole lot of lit fiery candles, and the cloak wasn't burning because it was the candles of illumination, of revelation that God has been putting into you over the years. And what I saw is that that cloak was widening and opening up, and the flames of fire and the illumination of the truths of the Word of God and the, the, the things that, that He has uh, deposited and put in your spirit are going to start to come out in a, in a fresh way. So I just want to prophesy that to you, um, that there's a fresh season for you, soul, that the releasing of all that God has been putting in you over the years is going to be illuminated out, and it's going to bring forth the fieriness of the agenda of the Holy Spirit in and around your world. And uh, I want to encourage you to uh, look out for that even in the workplace, that that fire, the candle-lit fire of the mantle and the things that are inside of you are going to continue to have um, even a fresh impact around your world. So we just seal that in the name of Jesus. Is Zany here? Zany, South African Zany? She's not here today, is she? No, no, that's cool. And the other one, um, Tosin. I saw, I saw a picture of you, Tosin, and I, I just felt like it was just a, a simple um, illustration, but I felt like it's, um, I guess, just... Uh, you know, on par, I guess, of what God is, is doing in and through you. But um, I just saw a hydroslide, and you were in your togs. Thankfully, not Speedos. Amen. But you didn't have your mat because there was no time for the mat. And the water in the hydroslide wasn't water. It was hot oil. And because of the hot oil, there is going to be an acceleration of speed through the uh through the water pipes, in a sense, and through the hydroslide of the speed of heaven, the acceleration of the purposes of God in and through you. And so I just want to encourage you to get ready because there is a speed of acceleration that God is doing. And, um, you know, you've got this gift of teaching, but when the acceleration of heaven comes, there's other things that he begins to activate on the inside of you and strategy and abilities for grace and leadership and different discernments and things. So I I just feel like God is going to cause you to uh, sizzle through with a, a anointed speed in this season. So uh, get ready because <laughs> the mat isn't with you. Amen. <laughs> but the oil is with you. Amen. So it's just so, so good. And just quickly, um, Liz and, and Helen, I saw a picture of you two. Actually, I saw it on you first, Liz, and you were knitting. I don't know if you're a knitter, and I don't think you possibly are, but I saw that Helen was coming alongside of you, and it was like you were both knitting together on the same piece of wool or the same thing. It was almost like a scarf, but it wasn't about the scarf. I just felt like there is a joining together that the Holy Spirit has of you two, but also there is a Holy Spirit purpose work that he has 
for the two of you. And I don't know what that necessarily looks like. Maybe it's a practical thing, but there is something that God is wanting the two of you, I feel, to connect up with and to do together. Um, so I just submit that to you and you can just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you because that's what we do, amen? Every word is tested. Hey, we don't just eat it all down. We see what the Holy Spirit wants to do over it. But hey, look, I'm just gonna get into this message just quickly because time is racing, but um. I don't know about you, but I feel like there is a, a season shift in the atmosphere. I feel like there is a, um, a, a positive, I guess you would say, heaven disturbance, that there is actually a fresh awakening in God that is, is getting activated even as we speak. And sometimes we say things in faith because the Holy Spirit is always moving. He's always wanting to do good things so we can believe that He is on the move. But I do feel that there is an activation of God and there is an increased intensity of the awakening of heaven. And what I feel is that there is a, an awakening that's coming on the church. It's coming on believers, but it's coming across and on the church. And I believe that God is wanting us in this time to be very, very awake. And I don't know, maybe you feel awake, but I'm talking about a whole new level of awakeness because we can be awake or we can be asleep and there is natural sleep and we all love our natural sleep, but also there is spiritual sleep, spiritual sleepiness, spiritual weariness, sometimes spiritual snooziness that can come around us, but God wants to wake us up. He wants there to be a fresh spiritual awaking on the inside of us. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes you can feel a sleep and you're cool. Maybe you're asleep in the purposes of God. Sometimes you can wake up and you don't even know maybe what God might even be doing around the world because we're not thinking about it. Maybe we are just thinking about the natural realm, the natural world. And I know there's been plenty of disturbances in the natural, right? We've had cyclones and there's been shakers. Anyone feel the Wellington quake that happened recently? You know, things are sort of shaking and it gets people's attention. It gets everybody's attention. But I believe God is wanting to shake our spiritual hearts and he's wanting to throb a fresh pulsating awakening over the church, that it's pulsating and it's awakening, that it's not asleep to the purposes of heaven, that it's not asleep to the, uh, the gifts, the call, the potential that we have on the inside of us, but it's also not asleep to what, what heaven wants to do. And I've got a great scripture for you. Ephesians 5.14 says this, and this is Ephesians, okay? This isn't the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. You can go home and you can have a look at that chapter because it's a very awesome chapter, but this part says this, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and guess what? Christ will shine on you. Awake, O sleeper. This is, a, this is uh, being written in the book of Ephesians, New Testament kind of stuff, and he's saying, awake, awake, O sleeper, because you see, we can think we are awake, but actually we're asleep. And I feel like God is wanting to put a new awakening over our hearts that we wake up in a fresh and a new level. Because if we don't, friends, we are sleepwalkers and we are sleep talkers. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a sleepwalker or a sleep talker. And in our house, we have sleepwalkers and sleep talkers. Our family are a bunch of sleep 
walkers and sleep talkers, when the lights go down, it's very, very scary in our home because in dark, rainy nights, somebody will be lurking in the corridor and they're incoherent, don't make any sense, and then they turn around, they go back to bed. And uh, Krista, I must say, is the worst. Um, very dignified in daylight and very interesting when the lights are out. And so what happened the other, a while ago was that Janelle got the opportunity to share a room with Krista and in the morning, Janelle was complaining because she didn't get any sleep. Krista was sleep talking. This time it was in pure English. And this is what she was saying to Janelle in the night. Janelle, I'm trying to work out the square root of a sheep. I was like, oh my gosh, that would take me all night <laughs> and beyond to work out the square root of a sheep. But that's what she said. And uh, so it was quite funny. But also she, she would sometimes, she's actually slept text. So I don't know, new generation stuff to be able to amplify technology like that in their dreams. But I have literally had a text sent by Krista at like 3.30 in the morning and it has been incoherent. But it has been sent by Krista and it's come into my, into my phone at 4 or 3.30 in the morning. So I just think that's crazy. But she sleep talked it. But we can be like that. We can sleep talk. We can sleep walk. When I was newly married, um, I was awake in bed. And I mean, I, I, was, I was asleep in bed. And Paul was beside me. And he, I must have rolled, you know, as you roll, but you're just sound asleep. So Paul must have thought I was awake. So he lovingly turned to me and he said, I love you. Isn't that nice? Particularly when you're newly married, right? I don't know whether I get that as much now in the, in the night. But anyway, it was, it was very nice. But um, apparently, because I didn't know, I said it. I turned around to him and I said, you can't say that. I'm married. <laughs> so I joked him and said, man, even in my sleep, I'm so pure. You know, I'm just fending off all the boys. You know, I'm just like, you know, really really pure, but awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. And you know what? When we're rising from the dead, it's like Lazarus. We've been revived, and I believe we need to be revived for there to be a revival. And I believe we need to be awake for there to be an awakening. So we need to be revived for a revival, awake for an awakening. Otherwise, we're asleep and we get content, comfortable, and complacent. And I don't know about you, but all those things will fight you. It kills off your motivation. It kills off your dreams. It kills off your fire. It kills off your ability to step into all that God has for you. And so it's a very exciting thing when we can go, you know what? I'm going to be awake. I'm going to step into a fresh season in God. It's like He wants to defibrillate our hearts. He to defibrillate the church and put that defibrillator, I don't know if there's any doctors or nurses in the house, but they have those defibrillator machines and they pop it on the body and the electric current boots the heart and then it's awake and it's ready again. And I feel like that is what he's wanting to do because there is an awakening. And I don't know if anyone's heard of the Asprey University. I think it's come out more and more now. And they sort of started with sort of 20 hours, went to 40 hours. Now it's like, how many hours? I don't know. But God is doing something there. And, and again, it's an indicator of just the growing awakening that God's doing across the earth. And He's awakening there, but we're going to see more pockets 
of awakening that God's wanting to do. And um, we're seeing that it's also with wells that have been happening in the past. The Asbury one, there was a revival that took place in that area many years ago. And so with that, there is now being a spring opening up over it. So I just think, wow, what about Azusa Street then? What's going to happen over there? What's going to maybe happen in Wales? Because they were old wells that God tangibly turned up. I sort of think of the Mothership Hope Center and I go, man, there's an old well there. There was a revival that broke out there in the kids' ministry for many, many years. And you just go, God did it before he can do it again. And um, I just think we need to be hungry for the season that we are in because he is hungry to move. Oh, there's a nice little wind there. He is hungry to move. I've got an alarm clock on my phone. And who loves the snooze button on their cell phone? I love it. It buys me a little bit more time so that I do not have to um, have the consequences of being late. But I get the enjoyment of the snooze. The snooze is fabulous, except for my cat this morning who decided to visit me. When she hears the snooze button, she thinks that's the main button to get up. So she gave me a wet willy. She put her tongue in my ear. I know, I was like, cat, come on, out you go. That's just, that's just wrong. So, um, but the alarm clock is there, but I tell you, heaven is sounding an alarm clock. And Joel 2 verse 1 says, blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy temple. So I just feel like God is, God is awakening. He's doing something very fresh. And some of the areas that I think that he is wanting to awaken and look, for each of you as you listen to this, because, you know, this is a bit of a, I guess you'd say a bit of a prophetic message. But, you know, for you, there'll be things that God is speaking into your life uh, that is uh, that you'll get an awareness that it needs to be a fresh awakening. So it may not be necessarily what I'm saying. But one of the things I feel like God is wanting to do is he's wanting to awaken a stronger foundation across the body of Christ. And I feel like um, what the whole cyclone thing that happened up north and you saw all these beautiful homes that suddenly their foundations were getting really, really rocked. They talked about a, t a 10 million plus mansion in Remy era of all places, beautiful cliff top thing. It was worth over 10 million. And what happened to that? It got red stickered. The sticker of redness got put on it and it was suddenly uninhabitable. No one could live in it. It looked fabulous. It looked great, but no one could live in that property because all underneath it, all its foundations had moved and all its, um, all the land underneath it had all given way. And so this was a, a a beautiful looking property, but you couldn't live in it. It was $10 million, but it didn't have the strongest foundations. And I just feel like what we need is we as we, as a body of Christ, need to continue to dig our foundations very deep onto the rock, which is Jesus, and that we, we know that we know that we know whom we know and whom we believe and whom we confess, and that God's Word is alive and active in us where we are unmovable from the storms. Matthew 7.25 said, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and actually puts them physically into practice is the, what the wise man and he um, who built his house on the rock. The rains come down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundations were on the rock. And I just believe that as we head more and more into the return of Christ, that there is going to be more and more events that come right across the earth. And unless 
we are strong in faith, unless we are robust in God, we may not last the distance. So I just really want to encourage us even as a church body to be strong and robust in our faith because we can look good, we can look impressive, we can walk the walk and talk the talk, but we can have weak foundations. And I believe God is saying, come on, let's, let's maybe open this. And let's, let's dig a little harder and let's just get some really strong stability into our walk with God in a fresh sort of way so that we are, uh, we're ready, so that we're ready for the new things that God is doing. Um, there's a, um, Paul and I love, like we don't actually love gardening, I lie, I was gonna say we love gardening, but we don't, we don't love gardening. It's a, but anyway, we're trying to learn how to garden. You know, we've been fostering some orphan uh, tomato plants at the moment, so we're getting a little, little excited that they're actually producing. Um, but we, we, we took a lemon tree, sorry, Jonathan, it was probably yours. We took a lemon tree out of a pot and we decided to plant it in a garden. And uh, we, we did that because it wasn't producing any fruit. It looked really gnarly. You were like, you are a lemon tree, but you are not producing nothing. And we thought, look, if we put it out of its pot and put it into better soil, it should it should be better. So then we started fertilizing it, watering it, being a bit more intentional with it. And now it is starting to grow all these green lemons. So it's suddenly now starting to flourish. But before that, it was in a pot. And when you took it out, when you take anything out of a place of confinement, like any kind of plant, it's often root bound. You know where it's roots are all knotted and you look at it and you go, oh man, I know you're, str- I can see why you were struggling because your roots are all messed up. They're all tangled and they're all hard and they're not able to get out and, and um, get nourishment. And I think sometimes we can spend too much time listening to so many other philosophies that can come around us, whether they're the philosophies of the world or just other things that can actually root bound our roots and stop us from actually getting into the right soil in God where we can flourish and flow and where those roots start to get untangled from the complications of life and from the complications of situations and circumstances and people and events and actually then they just start to seep into fresh life-giving nourishment, which is the things of the Holy Spirit. Um, So God is wanting us to have really good foundations, but also I believe He's wanting to awaken the gifts of the Holy Spirit because I believe there's a rising tide on the gifts of God, and He is wanting to flourish and enlarge and increase the gifts that are on our life over this time. And um, I believe when there's a rising tide, there is a releasing of the grace of God. And when there's a releasing of the grace of God, there is an effortless ease in the gifts of the Spirit. There's an effortless flow. So Krista, my daughter, is in Sydney, and uh, we just uh, settled her in over there. And then I came back and then realized that she was unsettled again because the homestay people, uh, the homestay person that she was staying with decided that they didn't want to have students. And that's a little bit of a problem, right? When you put a student in the house and then there's another student in there and then you find out she doesn't want to have students. So then you're like, okay, that's okay. We can work with this because, you know, maybe we've got a week to sort it out. We had three days to sort it out. And this is Sydney. So um, it got a little bit interesting in terms of where God was going to put Krista and this other girl. And we were praying hard from here. And after, after a while, everything seemed to work out. And then they ended up getting an apartment. So the two of them are gone flatting. So the hand of God is on there. But what was really good was that Krista, as she was packing up, the homestay lady came to her. And 
The Homestyle lady said, oh, look, I'm so sorry, Krista, that I had to do this to you, but this was the advice of my doctor, and I know I'm not coping, so I, need to, I needed to do this. And Krista said, no, 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 that's just fine. That's just completely fine. But as she was packing up, she turned to her, this is Krista, and she said to her, can I just give you one parting word of advice? And the lady was like, yeah, sure. And Krista said, you need to know Jesus. And she said, you need to know Jesus. He, I know him and he changed my life and I believe that he can change yours. Simple, right? But truthful. And the lady was just like, oh, wow, Krista, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And she sort of walked away. And I, you know what? In that moment, I was so proud of her because, you know, this is my sort of straight A student daughter and she got three A stars in Cambridge A level. If anyone knows Cambridge syllabus, it's so hard that I could certainly not achieve it. And she got like over 90 three percent to get an A star and she got it in three subjects so you know she was acing it I mean that's a proud moment for parents but nothing was prouder than that to hear an 18 year old talk to a I don't know 48 year old lady and share that she needs Jesus I was like my job is done And I also thought, well, this is great. The church is in a good place because there is a generation even under us that are learning now how to have authority and how to work um, work out and leak out the gifts of God that are within them. So I just thought that was very, very exciting. Uh, Isaiah 52 says, awake, awake, clothe yourself with strength. You can't put on strength when you're asleep, but you can put on strength when you're awake. Strength is like a cloth, like a mantle. You can pop that on. And when you do, there's a releasing of the strength of God. And I believe in this season with the gifts of the Spirit that we need to awaken them. We need to minister to our call. We need to be deliberate at stepping out into those things. We need to fan into flame the gift of God that is within. I don't know about you, but I actually think we could even be uh, praying in tongues a whole lot more than we do. I was reading Smith Wigglesworth, one of his main uh, things with his ministry was that he would pray in tongues so much and it opened up the gifts of God in a fresh capacity way. And so I don't know what it is for you that might need to be awakened in this season with the gifts of God, but I believe there's an awakening that God wants to do. I also believe there's an awakening in prayer that God wants to awaken prayer in the house of the Lord. And um, I know we've got a 75-hour prayer that's kicking off at the mothership, and we'd love you to be part of that. You can just pray at home, but we're actually kicking that off on Wednesday, the 8th, right through to um, Saturday, the 11th. And it kicks off at 6 a.m. in the morning and goes through till 9 o'clock on Saturday, the 11th. And we've just got people just to keep putting their names down. Just put them down, just put them down, and then we have it all covered for 20 for uh, for 75 hours and in that time as well we said to people hey if you can fast fast you don't have to fast for the 75 hours but you could start fasting and I just think this is a great opportunity for us to get more and more awake you know Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane he was there and he gave some really simple instructions to his followers the disciples he said this he said watch and pray and what happened is it was they only had really two jobs to watch and to pray and they failed dismally in both. You know, they were like, then he returned to his disciples. And what did he do? He found them asleep. They were actually sleeping. And what did he say? He said, couldn't you men keep watch for me? He probably should have got the ladies. They might've stayed awake, but couldn't you men keep watch for me for just one hour? He asked Peter, 
the standard wasn't very big, and this is Jesus, watch him pray, but he said, even for one hour, you could have done this for me and you didn't. And I just think in this season, we wanna freshly awaken prayer. And it's not a legalistic thing. I just mean, allow the Holy Spirit to breathe some hunger and appetite over that realm of prayer for you. And however it looks, even in this season, just be open to just taking a growth step forward in your prayer life and just see what God does. Because I feel like He's wanting to breathe these things over the church. He is wanting to awaken that. And then lastly, I feel like He wants to awaken in the church fresh holiness. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. He is, He's wanting to awaken holiness. And what I feel is that there's been people just even across the church and it's not just congregational members. I also believe it's, it's, that it's on church leaders at times as well, but that they have had areas of sin and have been pressing the snooze button on that sin. And the Holy Spirit has been knocking saying, come on, let's just get this right. But the snooze button keeps getting pressed. And I think that there's sometimes there's been leaders that have led ROP and they haven't had good accountability. And I think the Holy Spirit in this time is also dealing with those leaders and saying, hey, come on, you gotta address that. Do not press the snooze button on that. But it's also in across the church that the Holy Spirit is tapping on people and He's saying, hey, look, this thing, let's, let's deal with this thing now. Because I tell you, if the Holy Spirit is pressing on you to change something that you know isn't right and you keep ignoring it, then you're actually asleep. You're not awake. You're asleep in that area. And the Holy Spirit wants us free and He wants us flying and He wants us awakened. So in this season, He's wanting us to be awake. He is. He's wanting to awaken, breathe those gifts over us. He's wanting to awaken a desire, a hunger in us for fresh prayer. He's wanting to awaken a stronger foundation in our lives, but He's also, He's wanting to awaken a fresh sense of holiness in and about our lives. My auntie is a, um, a hoarder. I love it a bit. She's in a rest home now and she won't get to ever hear this message. So I can say that. But we had the, well, I won't even say privilege because it was quite daunting, but we went up to Napier and sorted out her house for her. Actually, her house was on Furunaki Beach in Bayview, which got absolutely pummeled by the way. So I don't even know if that house is even there. So we just thanked the Lord that she sold it. And that was like a year and a half ago. So I don't even know if it's still standing, but I went in that house and it was quite nostalgic because it was all these memories of what I had when I was a child. And I was like, oh wow, I used to slide down with the books down that stairwell. And you know, there was all this memory coming back from when I was a child. But looking through her house, there was this hoarding of gear, unnecessary stuff, unnecessary things. It was. Because um, she wasn't well um, mentally, there was um, there were drawers with cloth in them and not clothes, or there'd be jewellery, but it was wrapped in newspaper and hidden in different areas around the house. There was also there was even gifts that we'd given her that she hadn't even opened from 10, 20 years ago. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So it was quite quite a thing. But that's the thing, isn't it? Is that there's there can be a mess in our hearts, a mess in our lives, and the Holy Spirit wants to just clean up because it's no fun having a messy house, but the Holy Spirit's always into a freedom, a freshness. He's always wanting to do good things, right things, 
of God just to come upon us. Let's allow the settling of that to just come over your spirit. Fresh presence of your anointing, Holy Spirit, just freshness of your anointing. Hindi mokundo, randi masando, makandi murshindi marundo matirinde, rundo mayar na mete mundo matirinde bo kande na makar, rundo makar na makande. I'm just going to open up the altar. If you're feeling right now that there's a fresh awakening that the Holy Spirit's wanting to do in your world over either things that I've been touched on today or fresh things, I want to agree with you as the team lead us in this last song. And we're just going to pray, release a fresh anointing on you that you can awaken and run in this season of fresh that you would be awake and alert and attentive, that we wouldn't have Jesus saying to us, wake and pray, because we are awake and we're people of prayer and we're people of faith and we're people that don't shrink back, but are people that are advancing the kingdom of heaven. So if that's you, you want to come forward. If God has been specifically awakening something or wanting you to be awakened in a specific area today, why don't you just come forward? We'll release a fresh anointing on you as we sing this last song. Amen.